Funding for WPLN News comes from you, our listeners, and Bernstein Private Wealth, working with creators and innovators to invest with intention and build the legacy they want to leave behind. More at Bernstein.com. I'm Kaliole Colonna, and this is Nashville. It's good to be back with you with a week of new shows. We want to test and tease your imagination. Think of this. Imagine what you want the city to look like for the future. Go ahead, do it. What are some of the current issues that the city is facing that you would change? Transportation, infrastructure. Oh, I know. Affordable housing. The rent is too damn high. You ask any Nashvillian and they will most likely have a list of things they want to see changed. But who do they talk to about those changes? And who will listen? Imagine Nashville has been taking your suggestions. They currently have a survey where they're asking Nashvillians what their vision of the future looks like. The survey is active until Thanksgiving weekend, so get out there and fill it out. Here with me now to talk about this survey and its goal is Renata Soto, the co-chair of Imagine Nashville and former guest of the show. Renata, thank you so much for being here. Welcome back. So good to be with you, Khalil. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate you being here. You know, I've heard people talking about Imagine Nashville, but some are confused about what it is exactly. So tell us, what is Imagine Nashville? Imagine Nashville is truly a once in a generation community led effort about three things, our values, our priorities and our collective actions. First values, we are trying to identify the values that all who live and work here share our common ground. From those values, the priorities that aligned with those common grounds priorities that we have said we stand for. And then as important, but probably the most exciting one, what are the specific actions that we need to undertake now and throughout the next 10 years to shape the future of our city. We are about saying in 10 years, Khalil, when you and I are having this conversation and looking back, what were the intentional things that we did to create the city we all want? What were the things that we preserved and protected? What were the things that we improved? What are the things that we created? So we're trying to identify that path that will take us in a very purposeful way to create the future that we all want for the city that we love. What makes Imagine Nashville, what makes it unique as a form of getting resident input on future planning? I think that what is unique is this is a group of Nashvilleians that have come together because we realize both the growth that we have experienced in the last 10 years and the opportunity and challenges that come with us. We are a diverse group of Nashvillians, entrepreneurs, young students, nonprofit leaders, people who stand as a new Nashvillian who has been here for five years or some native Nashvillians who have been here for five generations. We all love the city. We all care about its future. And we all know that it's really about us determining where do we go? How do we make sure that the growth that will continue would benefit all parts of Nashville and all Nashvillians? So what is unique is this is a group of everyday Nashvillians trying to say, this is not just the work of elected officials. This is the work of a city. And for us, 
There are a lot of sectors, Khalil, that will be important in engaging in this conversation. We, of course, just elected a new mayor and many new council members. But the reality is that while there's a lot that a mayor and a council will determine about our future, there's also philanthropy that are businesses, there are nonprofit organizations, that are civic groups that are all part of the little machine that makes a city go. And we want to engage all those parts of Nashville in this conversation, in elaborating that plan for the future. You know, something that I think about is the fact that you all are inviting everyone from the city to offer their opinions and vision on what they want the city to look like in the future. Now, when we talk about everyone in the city. Those are a lot of different political ideas. These conversations tend to be politicized, but this seems to be a concerted effort to take politics out of the equation entirely and really ask Nashvillians what they want. How did you all work to remove politics from this very important conversation about the wants and needs of all Nashvillians? We are wanting to make sure that everyone in Nashville has the opportunity to tell us about what they love about the city and they, why they would like to see. So we are going everywhere where people are and making every effort to make sure that we're talking to the diversity of Nashvillians that we have uh, in the urban core, in the areas that are more rural. Um, for example, I will be speaking at my neighborhood association at their meeting tonight, Go Sylvan Park. I hope we hear a lot of my neighbors participating. But we are really seeking to engage lifelong Nashvillians and your Nashvillians. Absolutely, we want to hear from young people and seniors and everyone in between. We want to engage people at every income level and every zip code and neighborhood. So we are trying to be where people are. Uh, we are going to farmers markets for people that might not be as comfortable or who could have access to your laptop or your phone. We are also partnering with our libraries and the YMCA's and 54 centers so people can also fill this survey uh, in an old-fashioned handwritten way. We are trying to make sure that we understand the diversity of Nashville is the kinds that will really make this planned one that we can all not only determine, but find our way to make it possible as each of us also sees what is my part in making the future of Nashville the one that I want to see. Now, talk to me about who you're really excited about getting feedback from for the survey. Who, who are you? Which community of Nashvilleians are you really excited to hear from in filling out this survey? Well, I... Of course, want to hear from everyone, and I am excited about every voice and every survey that we get completed. But I, to be honest, I'm I'm, I'm interested in in a few sectors of our uh, community, young people. I think that um, not not only, you know, if we look at the history of our city and of the world, young people are often the ones that have make movements, they spark them and they sustain them. I want to hear from young people what is it the city that will keep them here? What's the city where they want to see become adults? What's the city where they want to add and provide and lend all the talents that they have? What would it take for us to, to make them the city, to make us the city of their dreams? On the other spectrum, I also think that we often neglect the voice of seniors and people who are aging and their caregivers, 
right? Like what a city needs to offer to a young person might look different than when someone who's dealing with mobility issues and decisions about navigating the city that are very different than maybe you and me. So I also want to make sure that through this process, seniors and their caregivers have an opportunity to talk about the city of their dreams and what needs to be improved in our city for them. Later. And then, of course, I also want to hear from people who are, for example, like smaller employers. I think that um, often we forget that, you know, many of us spend a lot of our hours at our jobs and how we get to our jobs. Where do we live our children while we're at work? Where do our children go to school? What are the, the conditions? What is the environment that we actually go through just to make it to a daily life? And I think employers are an important part of this conversation. And we hope that they engage their employees in, in Imagine Nashville, because we do want to hear the real experiences of everyone who now experiences the city from different points of view, as, as a worker, as a parent, as a caregiver, we want to hear it all. Now, you know, I understand that this is not the first time residents of the city were approached for their thoughts. When was the first iteration of Imagine Nashville? So, of course, we know we have to pay uh, tribute to our city. Just 10 years ago, Nashville Next was an important part of uh, a milestone in our city where Metro Planning directed a very comprehensive engagement of citizens in in that case of course metro planning cares about the built environment but certainly it was a conversation that was beyond that and so i know that for many of us we will remember nashville next as the last time that maybe we were asked to come to meetings to talk about what we wanted our neighborhoods and sidewalks to look like but as a citizen-led effort like the one that i am now engaged in it was about 30 years ago and it was a group of graduates from Leadership Nashville that as part of their understanding of where the city was, they felt that the city was also at another inflection point, like the one that we are facing now, and that it was a good um, moment to pause and engage a broader segment of the community in identifying the, the city that they wanted to believe was possible 30 years ago. That group of Leadership Nashville graduates uh, did such a thing, and they organized volunteers that hosted focus groups and talked to hundreds and hundreds of Nashvilleans that culminated in a report called 21 Goals for the 21st Century. That is the one that gave us the Frist Museum Art, the Housing Fund, our Greenway System, and many other things that we today feel are so much part of Nashville's landmark and, and what we get to experience here. Um, that got formalized in what we now know as Nashville's Agenda. And it was a group uh, of members in Nashville's Agenda, like myself and Alex Jahanger, my other co-chair, and now John Faison, our third co-chair, and others in that group that felt that Nashville was at another important inflection point, that it was time for us regular everyday Nashvilleans to also come and create a table where we could come and have this conversation once again and, and try to define our future just like it was 30 years ago. Now, have you all been able to look at some of their early results yet? 
Well, so, you know, we're, we don't want to uh, skew any sense of what Nashvillians are telling us is important because even though we're really excited about the thousands of people that have participated, we want to hear from so many more, Khalil, and I hope that many of your listeners are now going to their computers or their phones to imaginenashville.org and fill out the survey. It's only a five-minute commitment. If you really want to spend more time, of course, we have a lot of open-ended questions and want to hear your big ideas. But um, what we know is this, people are finding a lot of things that they love and want to preserve about our community. And people are also very engaged because they love the city and they want to be the best that it can be for all ages and all Nashvillians. That is an inclusive city that offers what it needs to so that we are not only paying attention to the growth in the sense of more of anything, but the quality of life that is afforded to us. And one thing that we're hearing from the survey is that while we can talk about the city as, you know, a big county, people are relating their priorities in the ways in which they experience their neighborhoods, right? Like that's where we are closest to experience. Where do we shop? Where do we go for our groceries? Where do we get transportation or not? How safe do I feel? And so what are the amenities that my neighborhood has to offer? So it's been interesting to see. And we, for of course, look forward to coming back to your show and sharing some of the differences maybe that uh, we are noticing from, let's say, somebody in Madison as a Nashvillian in Woodbine. What are the commonalities and what are the differences that people in different neighborhoods might be feeling from where they stand and how they experience life every day? That's a pretty good pitch for a show. We'll look into doing that when it comes time. But I'm interested in a show about this. Tell me about the process of taking action after you all disseminate all of the data and information. How are the suggestions, the wants, needs, and desires of Nashvillians and residents of Davidson County transferred into actuality to become something concrete and real? That's a great question. And probably that's our greatest challenge that we're embracing. How do you distill the opinions and visions of thousands of people into one common vision that can lead us forward. I think that that's exactly where we also want to make sure that that part of our process that will come later, of course, we're still in data gathering, will also involve people to help us make sense of the data. But of course we have professionals helping with us. For example, uh, our effort to engage young people in a partnership with the Civic Design Center and the young people who I know you will, we will hear from during this show today. Um, we, in that partnership where young people are the ones that are not only designing the questions that are asked to their peers, they're also learning how to make sense of that information thanks to a partnership with Vanderbilt University. So we have researchers and experts that know more about what I do uh, in terms of what are the results saying what are the themes emerging? And what is the meaning that we make out of that? We will have another wave of request engaging Nashvillians in that conversation. While we are right now just getting the ideas, certainly engagement is as important later when we will have the data in front of us. We want to make sure that this is a community building effort, not just because we're asking you to to answer a survey, that's the easy part. The, the, the most challenging, but also the most exciting is can we come to the table 
to see what the data is telling us and therefore organizing ways that at the end of the day, we want to arrive at very actionable items. If we do these things for the next two, five and 10 years, this will be the outcomes that we're pursuing. And that's the kind of detail that also makes this process different. It's not a plan that is going to be given to the mayor and the council and the foundations and the business people here, look at it, please embrace it. No, no, no. We want to make sure the level of engagement is such that we will all keep ourselves accountable to make those actions really be fulfilled in the next few years. And that means putting the political capital behind it, putting the financial resources behind it, bringing all the experts and groups that already are doing something about that priority together so that our collective actions are really much more unleashing the resources that we have already. Mm-hmm. Renata, let's take a quick break. And you can find WPLN's Cynthia Abrams. She did a story about Imagine Nashville. You can go find that on WPLN.org. When we come back, we're going to meet some of the young people who were a part of Imagine Nashville and learn about what the next generation wants the city to look like. As always, you can join the conversation by tweeting us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. Kaliole Colonna, and this is Nashville. Today, we're talking about the city's future. Imagine Nashville has a survey to get your thoughts and ideas of what you want the city to look like. Now, before the break, we learned a little bit about its history. Now, let's talk to two people who are deeply invested in the city's future. I'd like to introduce high school students, freshman Addison Harper and senior Chris Barksdale, who were both a part of the Youth Steering Committee for Imagine Nashville. Addison and Chris, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Really great to have you. So, Kate, so tell me about the roles that you both had on the committee. Chris, what what were you doing there? Um, Like one of my biggest roles, especially like with like the youth part, uh, same, I think yeah. Ad, um, Addison can go uh, with it, was looking at the data itself and like the surveys and then analyzing that. And then from there, like creating a plan. But my part was mostly just the data analysis collection part. Um, and then Addison had her own little thing that she had going on. Did yeah. you did you enjoy doing the numbers? Oh yeah, the numbers were, were like really fun. It was, we did something like, they called it coding. It was just going through the script, highlighting certain parts, and then putting it in like different groups. Okay. And so from there, uh, we kind of had like one for like, um, what was it? Nature and then like neighborhood and like whichever bubble was like the biggest as the one like we focus on the most. Gotcha. Gotcha. Edison, what, what role did you play? Yeah, I did a lot of the data portion too, but I've also been a part of like the community outreach. So I've been to a bunch of Dream City workshops where we go to like schools or fairs um, and have people um, create their own Dream City. And then at the end, they take the survey and it's so we can figure out what they want to see, what they like and don't like about Nashville and things like that. Were there any surprises when you went out to talk to people, your peers, other high schools, but mm-hmm. they're still your peers? about the dream city. Did you did you see anything where you're like, wow, that would be cool. I never thought about that. Um, 
I don't know if this is a surprise, but like I know a lot of kids don't like learning in a school settings, but like they have a bunch of different, like more interactive, more um, unconventional, unconventional ways of learning. So like some people like to learn outside in parks and aquariums. So they like other options. Wow. Learning like that. So mm-hmm. like all day field trips type yeah. of thing. Hey, sign me <laughs> up for that. Now, you know, you're both in high school. So I'm sure that you've thought about what the city would be like when you are young adults in a matter of years. Now, before you got involved with this project, Addison, tell me, were you, how'd you feel about the city's future? Were you hopeful? Um, I, I'd say I was, yeah, I didn't have really strong opinions because I guess I didn't know much about it to like form opinions on like how I felt. But definitely since I've joined the team, I've learned more about it. I've learned more about what's good about it and what's not so good. And like how we need to move forward to make it the best it can be. Have you been taking all of this information and these experiences and talking to your friends mm-hmm. about it? Yeah, I talk to my friends a lot and I ask them like what they want to see and I like, get their input because that's something I can take back to the team. And like, mm-hmm. Interesting. Chris, what were your thoughts? Did you feel hopeful about being in Nashville before you got involved? Um, Like my personal opinions on Nashville before, it was more so of like, all right, this isn't the best situation, but this is what I'll call home. So we just got to stick through it. If it gets better, that's good. If if not, we got to, you know, get through it. But um, like before, yeah, that was probably about it. It wasn't so much of like what I can do besides wait till I'm 18 and hopefully go vote and hope like my one vote changes all of Nashville. Your vote's important. Definitely important. Remember, always remember that. Now, I, I'm... Curious, you said something that makes me think. Before you got involved, did you think about living here permanently, you know, after college as an adult? Um, living here permanently, it was it was one of those things of um like where like my opportunities take me really. So I'm not grounded in Nashville, but it was like a big thing of like if I were to stay somewhere, it would be Nashville. Like I have a lot of family here, friends. Um, but totally if like some type of like opportunity takes me somewhere, I don't know, like North Dakota or somewhere. Like I will have no problem like going there. Addison, you seem to be mm-hmm. smiling, shaking your head like yeah. you would go to North Dakota too for the right opportunity. Mm-hmm, yes. But you would always consider coming back to your hometown. Oh, yeah, yes. always. Now, now, talk to me about some of the youth workshops that you all directed and worked in. Uh, paint the environment for me. So, um, we go to, or for example, we'd go to a school and at the beginning we give a presentation talking about um, who we are as the team and then what um, we're going to do today. And then so we go through, um, we have categories for them to focus on and like build their dreams today. So one of them is like learning, one's music and arts and things like that to give them something to focus on. And then we let them build their dream cities. And then at the end, they go through and talk about everything they wanted to see. And then like we ask some questions about it. And then at the end, they take the survey. And then hmm? it's pretty simple. Yeah. How many how many students were taken? Um, the ones I've been to, maybe like fifteen to twenty. Um, I know it, um, it's it ranges from like every workshop. Mm-hmm. Chris, have you, did you have you seen a big crowd? Um, I have seen a big crowd. Um, for like the ones um, that I mean, it's not wasn't with the group, but I still uh, involved like some people at my school. Um, it was like some people. Um, it was earlier this month actually. I was just asking people just because I was like curious. I was like, you know, let's just do this some like some for fun. Um, and there's a wide range of like responses. Mm. Now, 
I ask this of Addison. When you talk to your peers about this, the friends you hang out with, play video games with, play ball with, you know, what did they have to say about their vision or confidence in Nashville being a place that they want to live in as adults? Um, it was, it wasn't like a, a thought type of a thing. It was like, oh, it's Nashville. It's, it is what it is type of mentality. Hmm. So it wasn't anything like significant, like, oh my gosh, it's the best place ever. Or like, oh no, I need to move out immediately and get out of the city. It's more so about what environment they're in, that they're just trying to move away from that environment. And if there's a place in Nashville for them that gives them that dream environment, then they'll take it. There's something about the is what it is philosophy and mentality. You know, it's acceptance of where you're at, but it's also a little apathetic. Like you're not taking action into your own hands to change it. You just, oh, it is what it is, and I have to go along to get along type of thing. It doesn't seem to be the the ethic that both of you have. You're you're not even, I'm, I, I don't know if you even have jobs yet, but you're out here working hard to make a change in the city. So, you know, as you think about this, what are some of the most important topics to you about the city and where things can change? Addison? Mm. Well... I know that we want to make people happy to be here. We want to make people feel safe and like they have a place to be. So I think just making that sense of community and identity of Nashville stronger is like what will help people feel like they belong here and like want to be here. Mm -hmm. Chris? Yeah, same with the community part. Um, I know like one topic that we don't really think about, like even as NYCD, was the forward progression of Nashville of like it's, it's just known fact that nashville is a city that's going to continue to grow and thrive i remember in middle school i read one book where like nashville's broadway was the new las vegas as, as they said mm -hmm. um because how much um growth is had. so along with growth because uh, again growth isn't good or bad it just happens but along with growth we should also again include local Nashvillians, but also welcoming other people to come in. Now, co-chair of Imagine Nashville, Renata Soto is with us, still with us. Now, Renata, you mentioned this a little bit before, but we have two young people who are on the committees here with us now. Why was it so important to have so many young people like Addison and Chris involved in the project? Oh, I hope that just by listening to Chris and Addison right now, we all understand um, how important it is to make sure that we see the experience of young people that often gets cited or, you know, adults have a tendency to think we know better, uh, you know, we're going to have the answers. And the reality is that people like Addison and Chris, right, are, are going to school every day. They see their family, their friends, their neighbors going about life. There's so much imagination, ideas, and just honesty <laughs> that come from young people that it is important to center their voices in this conversation. Now, I wanna take a look at some of the survey questions for youth that are on there. You know, here's one that talks about city's growth that you mentioned, Chris. It reads, quote, growth can be good and bad. Nashville is growing faster than many cities in the US. Do you think in the next five years, that the growth of Nashville will make things better or worse, end quote. Addison, what do you think? I think if, I mean, like, 
groups like us keep doing it the way we are, I think that um, it, the growth can like improve it because we're taking in information of what people want and that'll help us um, change and develop Nashville in a way that they want to see it and like they feel happy to be here. So I think that if it keeps going like it is now and like we keep learning what people want to see and taking that into account when like we make big decisions, I think growth can help. Do you think the city is capable of moving at the rate of needs that the growing population has? Um, I think they can. Like I know a lot of people are coming in, but if they really put their minds to it and like really focus on the people and like bettering them and like bettering the city for them, I think they can. Now, another question it asks young people is they, they rank the following statement from one being not strongly to 10 being very, very strongly. I feel like I belong in Nashville. Interesting question. When you looked at that question, Chris, what was your answer? Um, so when I first looked at it, it was it was more than just, um, there's a whole lot of factors into it. It's both my family, my friends, where I work, like am I happy where I work at, um, the environment I'm in, um, like any like, like any other surrounding factors, but I know where I am in Nashville. Well, like when I like read, I'm like, okay, for me myself, I can look at this and say, yes, I do belong. But I know for a fact that there are other people who can or cannot answer that like question with clarity because like they don't have all the uh, like right information. Let's put it that way mm. to like accurately make a decision on whether or not they belong like they're still in the middle in that it is what it is type of thing and sometimes we have to travel along the journey ourselves to realize if we do belong somewhere right mm -hmm. now we're talking about the future of nashville and what it could look like so i want to hear what you all have in mind give me a detailed description of what you want this city to look like in 15 years addison mm, i'd want there to be a very strong sense of community and identity um, I'd want people to feel safe and welcome and happy to be here. I want there to be more affordable and accessible, like housing, education, healthcare. Um, I guess I'd want there to be more walkable and like, um, say like a neighborhood that has like everything it needs, um, like mm. food, jobs, work. Um, I guess less traffic too. A lot less traffic. Traffic is a really big thing. More walking. Um, yeah. Become uh -huh. a more bikeable city perhaps. Yeah, uh -huh. Maybe Different modes of transportation. I mean, 15 years, it could be hoverboards, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Chris, what's your vision of the city in 15 years? Um, like within 15 years, um, I guess I'm just speaking from like a place of, like, because now I do drive. Be selfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is your vision. Um, first of all, um, well, although I do drive, I do also take the bus, but more um, bus routes to areas like Antioch. I know for a fact they have one bus. I don't know which one it is, it's like the 50 something, I forgot what it was, but it goes all the way out um, by the Planet Fitness out there. And there's like two or three more stops and it's like a very long wait. So more like, let's say branches out for the MTA for more people to have, again, accessible, um, transportation because not everybody can afford a car or or like not everybody has the time to bike from their house to their job every day so that is one big thing for me another one was 
especially in the school system, more um, more resources for students. Um, although I do come from a school where they do prioritize a lot of about students' health and and about their opinions, there are some schools in Nashville that don't do that, and I think it comes from both a lack of understanding and also a lack of resources because I mean you are left with whatever the previous like generation has given you. So like the leftover effect, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Now, Renata, when you th- hear these visions, what, what thoughts come to mind? I want the city that Addison and Chris want too, right? A city that is interconnected and connected where people have the capacity to take advantage of what the city has to offer, either jobs and educational opportunities, recreational opportunities. And this notion of a sense of belonging is so important. And I am very glad that it is a question that we spend time with Nashvillians on the survey, because I think this is important um, to think that a city of our dreams is not just for what the built environment offers us, but it is how the place makes us feel. And that is what is both exciting and trickier, right? Because that's a combination of many elements. Do you feel safe? Do you feel that you have opportunity to get to the places, to go about your life in a way that you and your family have um, access and access for opportunity, a quality of life that offers you dignity, that offers you the capacity to not only just uh, live by, but really thrive. And so I want the city that Addison and Chris also are speaking about. One thing that I'd like to see 15, 20 years, subway system, (laughs) totally doable, get to Antioch, lickety split. I want to thank my guests, students Addison Harper and Chris Barksdale, who were a part of the Youth Steering Committee for Imagine Nashville, and Renata Soto, co-chair of Imagine Nashville. I want to thank you all for being with us today. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you, Khalil. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll learn how the Imagine Nashville project has changed over the past 30 years and learn what change other Nashvillians want to see for our city. As always, join the conversation by tweeting us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. Kalele Colonna, and this is Nashville. 30 years ago, a project called Nashville's Agenda was introduced. It asked residents what they wanted from our city. People flocked to offer their insights and opinions, and after the data and comments were collected, the document 21 Goals for the 21st Century was created. City leadership took the feedback into consideration and things began to change. Now the residents of Nashville are asked again what they want for the future of our city. Where you can complete a survey asking what kind of city you'd like. The survey's open until Thanksgiving Day. You can give yourself that chance of filling it out by going to imaginenashville.org. Now hear me with me now are two others who were involved in the project, Brenda Wynn and Will Alexander. Brenda and Will. Thank you so much for being with us. Welcome to This is Nashville. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Really appreciate this. Now, Brenda, you were a part of Nashville's agenda. Now you're working with Imagine Nashville. 
Take me back 30 years with Nashville's agenda. What were some of the biggest goals of that particular project? Pro sports. I mean, Nashville <clears throat> didn't have any kind of amateur or or pro sports uh, team anywhere on our agenda. Um, making Nashville a tourist destination, a world-class tourist destination, uh, was one of the things that, that rose up out of that. Cultural centers. Um, I think Renata mentioned the fact that we were uh, looking at or what, what, what came out of that was our, our greenway system. Um, for me, 30 years ago, we were talking about diversity. What Nashville could do to embrace its diversity. And so 30 years before diversity was popular, we were talking about that here in Nashville. Affordable housing, literacy, 100% literacy for everybody in our community. We were talking about um, Cultural Arts Center. I mean, our Frist Center for the Visual Arts was one of the things that came out of that. Our Skirmerhorn Symphony Center uh, is something that I believe got its genesis there. Um, the one thing that that we talked about and that we're still talking about is affordable housing, making Nashville affordable for all people in this community. And uh, for me, uh, a regional transit system that gets people out of their cars and um, helps to eliminate some of the traffic. We were talking about a number of those things, making sure that we took control of planning, managing growth mm. and not letting growth manage us. Uh, that was on our agenda back then. Okay, I got to ask you, some people say be careful what you ask for or wish for in certain cases. When people talk about, here on this show, I've just had conversations, people talking about the explosion of growth in the tourism industry in downtown. They've talked about that quite considerably. Parking has been an issue in downtown. Um, you know, and some people love the fact that we have pro sports teams. Other folks, particularly with this most recent deal for Titan Stadium were very upset at how they went down and they blamed the pro sports industrial complex for coming in and kind of changing Nashville in in permanent ways. Everything is not going to be perfect. But how do you feel about 30 years ago we had this project. Now we have some of the accomplishments and some of the institutions that you just mentioned for us. How do you feel about the progress that was made over the past 30 years? I feel pretty good about what we've been able to accomplish. Uh, there are some things that I'd hoped we'd do, we'd do better at. Um, literacy was one. Uh, affordable, Nashville's affordability. Um, I grew up in public housing here in Nashville so and have been here pretty much all my life. So I've been able to see the transformation that's taken shape here. Um, we wanted a vibrant downtown because there was a time when our Broadway was dark and dank and... Um, Folks were ashamed of it. And and I don't know that we're ashamed of Broadway right now. It's a little, little noisy sometimes, yeah. but yeah. but uh, I don't know that we dislike it. I mean, Music City USA, when, when you mention Music City, what do you think about? Most people think about Nashville. And, it, it's, and it's not just country music. It's all genres because that has grown here. And so um, I'm pretty happy with what we've been able to do in the last 30 years. Uh, There's some things that we could manage better. And I'd like for us to do that as well. But I'd also like for us to begin to think about how we manage things that are going to make a difference in the lives of people my age now. I'm getting close to 70. Mm -hmm. And so managing traffic for me is really important. Um, 
And so I'd like for us to do a better job at that, too. So I think a regional transportation system would help us in that uh, respect. I'm going to say it again. Subways. Subways. I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, I uh, uh, last year ended up out of the country and stayed at a hotel near the airport and went down t- downstairs and said, how do I get a taxi into the city? And the gentleman at the counter said, taxi, go get on the go get on the train. And I, I went and got on the train. And let me just tell you, it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. It, it worked. And I've done it in other cities. It just works. We've just got to be willing to give up some stuff in order to and, and to get give up, get not give up the, 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 the chance to always have our car with us. I understand that. OK, so I want to ask you this, William. You're a part of this new iteration for you. What is the most important part of working on this project? I think the the most important part of this, what attracted me to this project, is probably the way to um, the way to answer it is I'm I'm passionate about Nashville. I've decided I grew up here in the 80s and 90s, was away for 12 years, and uh, lived in Austin, Texas, lived out of the country, and decided to come back here and raise my family. I'm fully fully committed to Nashville. Wanted to get involved with the community as many ways that I can. Um, the prior to prior to this project, the way that I've been most involved with the community, kind of the biggest initiative was the uh, launching the effort, co-founding the effort to bring Major League Soccer to uh, to Nashville. And um, with that, I got to see firsthand some of the great, just the great things about Nashville. Got to work alongside a diverse set of people who have all the great attributes of being being positive, being collaborative. You know, so many of the things that, that, uh, that define our city, but most importantly, people were fully committed to doing what they could to make Nashville a better place for the for the uh, for the years to come for their families, for their for their friends for their uh, for their community. When um, I got a call from Alex about uh, Imagine Nashville, I was really attracted to it. I said, "This is like MLS to Nashville, but this is bigger, mm. and uh, this is the uh, this is a lot of people coming together and going to do what they can to make Nashville a uh, a better place. Have all these different voices represented." And so I jumped at it, and it made me think about what um, what Nashville has a long history. And Brendan and I were talking about this: is Nashville has a long history of people collaborating together to do big things and thinking big. There's been plenty of things that people have told Nashvilleians, or told our city, or told segments in the community, "Oh, that can't that can't be done." But what we what we have now is a is a dynamic, world class city because of work from the from the ground up that uh, that Nashville residents have have been a part of. So I. I see Imagine Nashville as a big chapter, but the next chapter, you know, it's a long line of uh, of uh, big things that Nashvilleians have tackled and and uh, come out with some great results. You know, you know, our city is growing almost seemingly. It feels like it's growing by the minute or second, even. You know, uh, we're all feeling the rapid growth, but we're all. What's interesting to me is that we all feel it in different ways. How how in your mind does that kind of make us all connected in a way? I think this is what Nashville, what Imagine Nashville is trying to do, which is different than a typical kind of planning exercise that you see, is we're trying to find shared values and shared priorities. And uh, and there are a lot out there. And I think in a, in a city that's growing like this, people are getting tugged different ways. I mean, the danger is that the sense of community that's tied our city together and really made our city unique. I mean, when, when outsiders come and visit, people see... They see the sense of community. When people move to Nashville, they see this. Uh, they see a sense of community. But I think it's important for us to identify and celebrate and act on what we, the shared experiences. And that's what the, that's that's a big that's a big part of Imagine Nashville. Now, there's no official relationship between 
imagine Nashville and Metro government, right? Correct. This correct. Is, That's correct. Why is that so important that this is citizen run? It's It's got to be citizens generating ideas for what they want to see happen and then moving from the ideas to action. It's because if, if it's government-led, most folks would tend to have... Um, Let's be honest, a, a negative there you go. idea of what's coming or, right, or apathetic right, even. Right. And so because we don't always trust government, then what we need are citizens to engage at this level, to offer and share their ideas for us to come together around those things that we can agree on and then move from ideas to action. Now, you know, below are some questions that um, in the survey I'm about to read off. It says below there are opinions of hypothetical Nashville residents. Which opinions come closest to your own? I want to get ideas from both of you. Person A believes that growth in Nashville has and will continue to bring many benefits and advantages to the county and should be strongly encouraged. Person B believes that growth brings mostly benefits and advantages, but it needs to be more carefully managed and regulated. And person C believes that growth in Nashville has and will continue to jeopardize the quality of life for Nashville residents and that it should be significantly limited or stopped. William, where do you fall? Person A, B, or C? I'd fall. I'd, I'd fall in A, but it's a but it's a qualified A. I think growth brings opportunities, and growth brings higher standards of living and more opportunities for all Nashvilleians. But I think we need to be we need to be aware of that. And growth that doesn't benefit everybody is uh, is is not serving is not serving our community. So I I'm supportive of uh, of trying to attract growth. I think a city that's not growing or a city that's shrinking. Is uh, is even harder to to run than a, than a city that's growing rapidly. But I think we need to recognize that growth does bring challenges, and um, we need to be very deliberate about how we approach those challenges and make sure we have solutions. Brenda, I'm probably more in the line with with the B. B, okay. With B, uh, I, I I do believe that if the city's not growing, then it's on the decline. So we have to embrace growth. Uh, um, if if we want to be a great city. We have to know that there are things that we have to do. But I just believe that if we manage this growth and manage it well, we can uh, bring in all those great things that we want to see happen. But we can also make make sure that everybody benefits from the growth. Okay, so I asked two of the youth committee mem- committee members about their detailed vision of Nashville in 15, 20 years. So I'd love to hear yours, William. What's your vision of Nashville in the year 2043? Well, I thought I thought I've been thinking a little bit about this, and there are several things that uh, that were coming to mind. Actually, the the list is long, but I want to dive I want to dive into one. But I thought about public safety. I talked about thought about affordability. I talked about more activities for kids and families. A great climate for entrepreneurs. Uh, our ability to retain the the uh, the artistic elements of our city, which I think are really important, they define the. I mean, the, the, our city, their character, it'll add a lot of the authenticity, a lot of the creative people that are here. Certainly, education is important, but something that that we've all been talking about a little bit here is connectivity, and so that's that for me. I think is very is uh, is very important. I had an experience last week. I was walking from my home to the Nashville SC game with my eight year old daughter, and walking down Craighead Avenue, and it, you know it gets dark early this time of year. There's no sidewalk, and this is a mm. this is a this is a street going into a thirty thousand seat stadium, and we're walking along the side of the road, and it's not necessarily the safest, the uh, safest way to travel around. But I, 
my vision is a city that's that's connected because I think our community, our spirit of community, our sense of community is at risk if we grow to be a bigger and bigger city and people are siloed in in a, a certain area. I mean, Nashville's expected to be could have a three million people in the metro area by uh, by twenty fifty. So I see a city that's got it's got sidewalks, it's got greenways, it's got it's got bike lanes, it's got better exits from the interstate, it's got public transit, and it's a city where people can move seamlessly around and um, continue to uh, continue to be part of a broader community. Sidewalks, amen. Brenda. Mine, mine is very similar. I mean, I want to see, and I'm not sure that I'll be around to see it, um, being the age that I am, but I'd like to know that we could grow into a city that has a sidewalk in every neighborhood where you, you're not afraid to walk in your neighborhood. I live right off of a main thoroughfare. Uh, I would love to see a public transit system that operates almost on every uh, corridor coming out of all junctions of this city and connecting us from Antioch to Goodlettsville, where I live. Um, you know, when you think of how far those communities are from each other and how long it takes to get around now, it, it would be hard if we don't get to a better connected community, our growth may stop. Mm. Now, I want to ask this last question. and We have just under a minute left. You know, a lot of people have very strong opinions about the city and the direction that we're currently headed, headed. but they don't do much about it. If we look at the election turnout for this most recent, supposedly very important election for our city and county. Not that many uh, numbers of eligible voters actually voted. People want to complain, but not do much about it. How is Imagine Nashville putting the power in people's hands and attempting to change that? William, about 30 seconds. I think it, it allows people to share their share their voices. And uh, and there's there's no better way to weigh in on the direction of the city than to say, this is what's important to me. And this is what I'd like to see. This, this is what I'd like to see happen. This is my this is my vision. So I encourage everybody. It takes five minutes, ten minutes, if you want to share extra, extra information. Uh, let us let let it, let us hear your let us hear your thoughts All and right. uh, weigh in, please. All right. I want to thank my guests, William Alexander and Brenda Wynn. They were committee members of Imagine Nashville. Again, thank you both thank for you. being with us today. And don't forget to fill out the survey for yourself. Head to ImagineNashville.org to fill it out now. Look, it takes about 10 to 15 minutes. I know this because I have filled it out myself. Thanks to you for tuning in this hour. This is Nashville as a production of Nashville Public Radio. Today's episode was produced by yours truly. It was directed by our senior producer, Tasha A.F. Lemley. Laura Boach is our technical director. The masterminds behind our theme music are LaRange and Namir Blade. You can listen back at thisisnashville.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And the conversation doesn't end here. Tweet us at This Is Nashville. Find us on Instagram and tell us what you want from our show by filling out our quick survey online. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil A. Colonna. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And be good to each other.